Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. I think he is standing by. Still trying to clean off the stench of what may go down as one of the worst halves in college basketball history. Just brutal. Clayton, you know, halftime, I'm like, okay, 28-25, it's going to be a dogfight game. Rutgers playing for their tournament lives. I think Michigan with a win would have been in the play-in game in Dayton. And then nothing came together in the second half. Even though Rutgers got an early foul trouble, the Wolverines never took advantage. Buffkin with seven turnovers. I'll give Dickinson credit, especially in the first half. But, man, you just can't play basketball like that at this level. You can't. Yeah, I mean, I thought Michigan came out pretty sharp. Hunter Dickinson was really good early. I agree with you. And then, uh, you know, it all kind of it, – it's funny. At halftime, it was like, all right, clean up the defensive rebounding. They've been letting Rutgers get too many second chances. Uh, you know, a couple turnovers, too many. Clean that up, and you'll probably win this game. Uh, and then it just all falls apart in the second half. I mean, one field goal in – in the first 17 minutes of the second half for Michigan. I mean, it's just unheard of mm. from, you know, a, a team that has been pretty good on offense all season long, but they completely flatline. Give Rutgers credit for their defense, but I just thought that Michigan just didn't bring it and the shots were not falling, and beyond that, they looked confused as to what to do and, and what the answers were, and I thought Steve Michael and Rutgers had much, many more answers and adjustments than Michigan did. So what's the future? Short term, do you think they'll accept an NIT bid? They're over 500, so they are in Michigan. They'll be attractive to a TV network carrying the NIT. Do you think they'll accept it? I was surprised there was reluctance. We're going to talk about it. I thought that came across as arrogant after you just got your asses waxed in the second half. Uh, I'll be honest, man. And outside of some of those games that they gave us where they just didn't quit at Assembly Hall, uh, they didn't quit at Illinois, what they did to Michigan State, there were moments where their athleticism uh, would take over. But there's been something about this team. And maybe it was Dickinson, you know, wearing the ski mask and Jet with the T-shirt. There, there has been something pulsing all year that I just didn't like the vibe with this team. Yeah, it was, it's a weird team. Uh, yeah. One of the weirder Michigan teams when, when you think of it. Um, you know, the ups and downs. It's a young team, so, you know, they took a while to kind of come together, and I thought they were playing a lot better. I mean, we were talking the other day just about how, you know, they had a couple close losses and well, plenty of close losses, but it's in the last week. And, you know, but they were overall playing pretty well. And then you go and do that, um, that effort. And I kind of look at it, too. You look at the last three exits Michigan's had in a season, two of them in really big games in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, but one of them here today. Uh, the UCLA game in the Elite Eight, the Villanova game in the Sweet 16 last season, and then today. And all three of those games, the offense literally could not hit a shot. Uh, and it was three of the most mystifying offensive performances I've ever seen. Uh, in all three of them, I thought they tried to play through the post because that's where their dominant big man is. But when nobody else is helping him out and all you can rely on is dumping it into the post, uh, then it becomes a problem because late in the game when you needed someone else to step up, there was nobody there. Uh, disappointing performance from Kobe Buckner. Really disappointing performance from Jet Howard. I thought his effort was terrible. Uh, the missed box out on Derek Simpson, Simpson's free throw. Sparked, uh, then he gets his own rebound, lays it in. It sparks a 12 run for Rutgers. Uh, and, you know, it, it's hard to, to, to stomach, I think, if you're a Michigan fan watching. 
watching that last effort after how far this team had come and how well they played despite losing close the last couple. I think you thought this was one you'd get. Maybe you'd get Purdue the next game, but uh, it goes out with a whimper. I said it before I came to you, and it's not the first time uh, I've said it, that they played so much better basketball without Jet Howard on the floor. And I believe when that happens, it's a message to Jet from the rest of the team. I really do. I think when he had limited minutes or he was out, they were better. And and that's not piling on Jet individually. He's a freshman. And I I believe when you relied on two freshmen and McDaniel and Jet, and they would get more shots earlier in the year, especially Howard than Bufkin or Dickinson, uh, it was a message that, hey, the dad's kid, uh, we're running everything through him. And this isn't a showcase for Juwan Howard's kids. It's Big Ten basketball at the University of Michigan. And Bufkin, I'll say this, when when Jet Howard was not on the floor or in the lineup, yeah. Bufkin was an NBA potential first-round type player. When he's there, you, you get seven turnovers. You get the lifeless side of Bufkin. You got Jet Howard lifeless today. I, I'm telling you, man. I, I, I again, yeah. both kids on the on the roster. I, I don't like it at all. Yeah, um, I'm starting to come a little bit more around <laughs> on your take. I remember when I was in studio a month or two ago, and you know, I kind of pushed back a little bit uh, on that. I do think Jet is a very talented player. I think he's a great kid and a high character kid. But it, whatever it is, Jawan Howard has not gotten through to him with the defense and the rebounding, and you know, just some of the boneheaded mistakes, some of the shot selection stuff. When he misses that box out on the shooter today, mm. uh, uh, and, you know, and the guy gets his own rebound, lays it in with no resistance, and he doesn't come out of the game or get a earful from the coach. I thought that was extremely concerning, uh, but certainly not surprising, though, from the way this season has gone, because he's, let's be honest, at times, Jet Howard has freelanced a little bit this season. Uh, he's kind of taken, you know, oh, I have the ball, and, and you know, I'm going to make a move here instead of continuing to swing the ball or get it into the post or something, you know, that other guys are expected to do. So I thought that was... Uh, uh, you know, a turning point in the game, certainly, and kind of a theme for the season because Jet Howard is really, really talented. Uh, but I think he just needs to learn how to play winning basketball more. And for some reason, whatever it is, the coaching staff hasn't got it out of it yet. And maybe they would have been better off with some more Joey Baker in that second half, especially today. I just don't think Jed Howard is this NBA future phenom like a lot of people do. And I still yeah, think I mean, Buffett has some work scouts. to do. I know, I know scouts. there's a lot of I scouts. They, I wonder what they see. I wonder what they saw today. Cause that no, was great, it, it, it's, it's bloodline that your dad your dad was an NBA, a solid NBA player. I get it. I, I understand that. You know, Bufkin still needs uh, some body development uh, where he'll just be able to float through the paint even more. Had seven boards today. He can get up in sky, handle the seven turnovers, the, the ten steals. 10 steals for Rutgers and 13 turnovers for Michigan. Are you kidding me? Are you are you ki- and Rutgers wasn't playing well at the end of the year. I will say that the minute Rutgers started to hit their 3 in the second half, I said game over. I said it's over. They're not going to yeah. you know, a 6-point deficit against Rutgers feels like it's 15. You know what I'm saying? 
for sure, and, and give them credit for their defense. But I wrote this in a takeaways piece after the game. But to me, think of Michigan and how lifeless they looked after the shots started to not fall and continue to not fall. Mm. Rutgers, Rutgers, the shots didn't fall. And unfortunately for Rutgers, that's kind of been the story of the season. They just kept playing. Uh, and you're right. Once they did start falling, then it was kind of lights out, as you said. Um, but, you know, credit Steve Fike on his team for continuing to fight because I thought early on Michigan looked like the crisper team, the team that was going to get it done. Uh, but they just kept scratching the claw. And, and like you said, those shots go down, and Michigan had no answer. Uh, so that was concerning. And what I was talking about there with the scouts, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry about that is that I agree with you that his stock, I wonder what it's going to be after this season because there are a lot of scouts that are at tournaments like this excited to watch guys like Jeff Howard, uh, and I don't think he performed. So I'll be really interested to see if he's still a lottery type of pick after this year. Um, and Kobe Buskin, tremendous season. I mean, really happy for the kid uh, coming from Grand Rapids and making the turnaround he did for the freshman year. But today wasn't his day. But, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what these NBA decisions are coming up for the Michigan guys because a lot is riding on that for what next season is going to look like. I don't think Dickinson. I know he had a good game today, and he played well down the stretch. I still don't think he's ready for the NBA because centers aren't being used by a lot of teams. Same thing for Buffkin and Howard. I don't look at them as elite players. I just don't right now. And, again, it's college basketball, and I see a game like today. Elite players don't let that garbage happen in the second half. Before I let you go, do you think they'll take an NIT bid if offered or just pack it up for the season? I would guess yes, that they will probably take one. Um, and, yeah, I, I didn't know what to exactly make of his comments after the game about that. DeJuan Howard, he said they'll come back and just, uh, talk about it. NIT is one of those things where, you know, some teams don't take it, some teams do, and it probably is worth a conversation with the players to see what their, where their head's at. But I think they probably would. Uh, I would like to see this young team continue to play, but, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate it'll be a mass setting. But I'd guess yes. Uh, I think we'll know in a couple days. You want to stay away from Ohio or Toledo in that first game at Chrysler? Because I don't know if the crowd's going to get excited. I swear to God, if I'm if I'm Michigan, I don't know if I want to play a home game. I'm serious. I you might want to be better off on the road. Who knows? But and all the NCAA yeah. tournaments going on. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, you don't want to play Ohio or Toledo. That's all I'll say. They went uh, to if you're Michigan, Ohio already. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, you know, it's just I, I, there's something beyond basketball that's wrong with this team, and you know, you got two, you got two children of the head coach on that team. Their father is the coach, and I don't see that anywhere else. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that with two kids. Uh, and Jets, well, yeah, Iowa, right, he does. Yeah, there you go. Good point there. Look, look, Clayton, I wish we had a little buzzer. Ding, 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 he's going to the bonus <laughs> round. He just said that. And and Iowa lost today, so we'll blame nepotism for Iowa's loss to Ohio State. Nepotism. Uh, go to the Wolverine.com. Headline is nepotism. Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom, and Chris Ballas investigate daddy's boys. All right, uh, Clayton, oh, I love man. you, buddy. Hey, hey, it's spring football now. You got to shift gears, That's right. okay? Is That's Michigan right. one thing? I, I don't know this. I've been busy. And, again, with March Madness, what we're doing, we had our anniversary show the other day. Are the Michigan – the NCAA women's tournament, is that – when's that tipping off? Was that earlier this week? Yeah. 
No, they go uh, next week. They go next week as well. So they're gonna the Big Ten. Oh, they're lining up. Week. They're they lining line up, up now, going. Yep. That that is that is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't they get should. It, you know, but, I've, uh, I've said this all along, Clayton. That for my 32 years of doing a talk show, I've said that the women should start their season a month earlier than the men, so they could play games late September, Friday nights when the football team's at home. You got alumni, big crowds. Then after the Super Bowl ends, the next Sunday. That next week would be the um, women's conference tournaments, which you get all the TV coverage. They could even do the bracket games, all of that, betting. And then that Sunday, the week after the Super Bowl, would be their selection Sunday. And they would run their own championships until you got to this tournament week for the men. I mean, I like it. That's why you're... That's why you're the best. That's what I mean. That's why you're a genius. Uh, that's right a great there. idea. I, I like you know, think about this, and especially with the the evolution of you know sports betting and the DraftKings sportsbook app and everything. And you you yeah. now would have a reason to watch Michigan, or if it's a Michigan State women, or if it's CMU, if it's Eastern, if it's Western, whatever it is, there would be some interest. And then the women's Final Four uh, would happen seriously uh, just last week. Uh, or their final four might happen right after the selection Sunday show on that Saturday and their championship game on that Monday before the men's tournament begins. So it'd be this Saturday and Monday that the women would wrap up. I don't know why they're running it up against the men. They, they don't draw a squat unless it's a home. When they get the home game, some of the bigger schools like UConn or South Carolina and Tennessee will draw. It's a great idea. Nobody will listen to me, and I'm irritated. I like it. They've been trying to, it seems like, line it up with the men lately, and I don't like that either. I was at Big No, Ten they line it up because they, yeah. they were, I, I remember uh, I talked about this in over my 32 years that, you know, they want to line up against the men because they have this dream that their crowds and tournament would be the same. I'm like, no. Grow your brand. Grow your stars. Let people see uh, the Caitlin shooter from Iowa playing February where you're looking for something. Right? You know, Caitlin Clark, I think it is, right? Yeah, Iowa. Yeah. He said, like, you know, do that. I, but, again, uh, to each his or her own. Clayton, i got to get to a timeout. Thanks for the update on Michigan's loss today to Rutgers. Appreciate it. Take care.